Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special New Year's 2021 edition of the Horn Call podcast. My name is James Bolden. I'm the publications editor for the International Horn Society and your host for the podcast. We have a very special archival collection today for you honoring Iblanskiato, who we unfortunately lost in 2020. Before we get started with that, I just want to wish everyone a happy, prosperous, uh, healthy new year. I always like to start the new year with uh, as much optimism as I possibly can with all of the challenges that everyone has faced in 2020. Uh, Here's hoping for a much better 2021. Let me mention just a little bit about our uh, special featured guest. Uh, Ib Lanschiato was... um, for a long time, Principal Horn and Stockholm Philharmonic, where he uh, took over the position from his father, Wilhelm Lenskiato, uh, both of them honorary IHS members. Uh, what we have today is, uh, as far as I know, the first chance for uh, the, the wider world to hear some of this uh, archival uh, recording of two uh, presentations that uh, Ib uh, gave. The first one is from the Second International Horn Workshop in Tallahassee, Florida at Florida State University. This would have been uh, in June, June 15th, 1970. Uh, so what he does in this first section is he plays the first movement from the Kurt Atterberg Concerto. Then he takes some questions from the audience, which is kind of an unusual thing to my knowledge, at least from uh, my experience with uh, IHS symposia over the years. They, they've, you know, they've obviously, as things change, they always do. Uh, but this is really kind of interesting. And the audience asks some very interesting questions of him. Now, this, you have to understand, this is an audience that would uh, probably not have been uh, very familiar with the, the soloist. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the collaborative pianist's name. I, I could not find that information. But uh, I know that he does play the first movement of the Atterberg, and you get to hear just this wonderful, gorgeous uh, bravura playing, uh, as well as his his uh, his sound. Uh, some of the questions the audience asks him, they ask him what kind of horn he's playing, his, uh, his philosophy on hand position, brass versus nickel silver horns. Uh, they even ask him what his opinion of the Kahn versus the Holton horn horn is. And, uh, you know, I think he answers it uh, very candidly as he does all of his questions. You also get to experience some of his fabled uh, sense of humor. This is something that um, uh, Ib was just famous for, as well as being a, a world-class horn player. He talks a little bit about the uh, situation with orchestras in Sweden. Uh, so I, I hope that you enjoy that first uh, selection. That's about uh, 34 minutes or so. And then the second archival uh, recording we have is from 1972. This would have been uh, Horn Workshop at Indiana University, I believe, in Bloomington. Um, and in this, he gives a lecture on practicing. He takes the... Um, last movement of Haydn's uh, Concerto Number no. 1 for Horn and just kind of explains to um, the audience how he works out some of the more difficult passages. And, and if you know the piece, you'll know the passage that he's talking about. Uh, so there's some really enlightening things that he talks about 
in that discussion. And then at the end, he shares with the audience a recording of his father playing the uh, the, the last movement or the second movement of the Saint-Saint-Marceau de Concert. Uh, this was from a concert that Wilhelm uh, Lanskiato gave in Iceland in 1949, according to um, Ibs' uh, explanation of it. So without further ado, I want to wish everyone listening to this, again, a happy, prosperous, and healthy uh, New Year. And... I hope you enjoy. Uh, I, I think I should like to go straight ahead before I, I, I um, uh, before I discover it's too hot in here, I think it's better I go for, go go on with um, uh, some movement by, by a Swedish composer uh, named Adaberg, Kurt Adaberg. I don't know if you whether whether uh, have have heard of his name. He's 80 years old, 82 maybe, and he's in he wrote this uh, concerto in 1928. It's, uh, but it's more romantic than 1928. But it's a quite nice concerto, and I, I should like maybe to tie the the. the the first moment. Um, well, see what happened. It's, it's awful hot in here. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, the rest of the concert is nice too, but I think you have to imagine it instead. <laughs> um, have you got any questions or something like that about, well, about home playing? I suppose somehow you are home players. Yes? Uh, it's uh, Alexander from this. Uh, uh, just a minute. Yes, <laughs> Alexander. <laughs> it's, it's an Alexander compensating horn. So it's, it, that, that means it's a full B flat horn, but not a, uh, not a, and the double um, the F horn goes first through all the B flat horn, and then they are separated small uh, slides for each uh, vent. To, to the um, to 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 the F horn, yes. Pardon? Uh, I don't understand that last word. Oh yes, yes, two, two of them. There are two of them. There are one. There there are well, one for the F and B horn, of course, and then there's for a, an, an A horn. That's. Uh, it's, it's good to use for some reason, um, it's more fi about fingerings and, and so on. If it's too difficult for, for the left hand, you can use the thumb here and have, uh, for example, the, the, I, I like to, to use the first Mozart as an, an, as an example. Um, you know, when you go to the end, um, how is it then? <laughs> The B flat horn is not very comfortable, but if you put in the A horn, you have a B, uh, um, you have a, what do we call that? S, what's that? That's E flat, isn't it? Yes. You have an E flat horn, so you, you use the finger for the, for, the, for the E flat, and it should be, not a good, it doesn't work now, but. <laughs> I think this model is very clever for us because we have a full double horn and, and we don't have that heavy horn so, 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 so we, we don't we can stand and play without, without much effort. I think it's quite clever model. Yes? Uh, yes, um, just for one reason. Uh, if I sat down, people would believe I couldn't stand. <laughs> but otherwise, I must say, I, I, I don't see any reason to stand. Uh, I don't see any reason to stand. I think it should be just as good to sit down. And that's the crazy thing. I always, when I'm playing, um, chamber music, horn and piano. I'm on the city. I don't know why, but I just feel it's more, um, what to say, intimate. Uh, yes, yes. Well, that, that's why I do it. Uh, but there are lots, not these. But one thing, I, I always hold my, my hand in this way. I never put it on, on the. Well, I, I do sometimes, but, but usually I have it in, in, in here. Because uh, to me, it's very difficult uh, for many years. Until one year ago, I had the horn here on the neck while sitting in, in, in orchestra. But 
it wasn't very good for me because I always had to learn, well, let's say I should play Let's say that. And then I had to, to learn it in this way. And when I should play this, the Strauss first composer, uh, I had to learn it this way. I couldn't, I couldn't do both of, of them. And then I thought it over, and I thought it was more clever to always put it in this way. So I tried to, and uh, I succeeded. But it's very difficult if you always have, have, have done this. It's very difficult to, for me at least, very difficult to, to stand up and, and hold it this way. So I think it's better to learn this way if you have some difficulties with it. If you don't have it, it doesn't matter. It, co it could matter for a sound record, but that's another reason. Yes? Um, yeah. right yes? <laughs> right hand. Yes? Where you hold it, it looks like it's almost closed, where you hold it because No, it's just a little bit tight. Well, I, I try to hold it just in, in, in the uh, uh, slightly. If you put your hand, your hand down, stand just by, and then put your fingers together. That's just. That's the way I. I should hold it sometimes. Well, yes, oh, I think you are right. Uh, today, I, I was. Um, I was very sharp, and uh, that's why I, yes, I had to put a little more. It just doesn't, I, I don't know what was the reason why. It wasn't me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, that's why. But I think very slightly, and not too far in. I think, I think that's a very important reason to, uh, um, uh, 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 an important thing about uh, home playing. Um, I don't think the hand should do so much at this sound. Of course it does, it must do, because you hold it there, it must do, but it shouldn't change the sound too much to, to put hold so. I, I mean, it should be possible to hold so. I, I, I won't say we should do it, I don't believe it, and that it more, it's better for us to hold it in this way, for many reasons, but, but we should have such a good uh, sound without holding a hand in one, as it shouldn't change the sound too much. So uh, by that I mean, it should be hold quite long, uh, quite odd, not not too 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 close. Yes. Oh well, I prefer nickel or well, I don't know. Uh, I don't have very much experience of the nickel horn. It should be a little more sound in it. But when I choose a horn, I. I I like to look for, for a horn with a free sound, a very, very, quite free sound, and I think Alexander has that, that's my, to my opinion, well, I'm being free to my opinion, that's very difficult to say. And then I, I look for a horn with a good pitch, as good as possible, because you want to pitch so bad yourself, so you must, must have so much help from the horn as possible. So, but whether it's nickel or not, I, I don't, I don't um, think so much about it. If the nickel horn sounds better, yes, I'd, I'd take it. But, uh, well, I, 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 I cannot hear the, the great difference between nickel and the uh, and bass. Uh, yes, I have played both of them, yes. Well, uh, are there somebody? Oh, yes, there's somebody from Halton here today, yes. <laughs> I must say, I prefer the con. I'm, I'm sorry, but I prefer the con. Uh, to me, it's a more. But I, I just tried uh, two con. 
at one Houghton. That is not a great experience. But uh, uh, I think the con is more, more like this than Houghton is, but may, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think Houghton is a little too, um, uh, a, little, a little too thick sound for me. Uh, a little too, uh, it doesn't uh, respond so, so well as, as I like it too. And I think many uh, about Khan. I've heard many say that Khan have a much greater sound than Alexander. Uh, but well, maybe it's right. But I've also heard. I have no experience of it. Uh, I've also heard from from um, um, what to say, men who make horns. What's what's that called? Factors or horn makers? Yes. That uh, if you go away, while well, sitting in an audience like you are there and, and I'm playing here. There are no difference about the, the, the great great or, or uh, less great sound of, uh, in Alexander and Con. But if you are close to the to the Con and Alexander horn, the Con will seems to be a bigger sound. Yes? You mean if it should uh, respond better, holding so, than so? Well, uh, theoretically, way it should be better so, but I think we already have so many, much hand in it, so I don't think it's such a great uh, matter. And, uh, I don't, well, I have to <laughs> do it by myself. So <laughs> that's, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's not a great... Uh, I, I mean, if we had, let's say, we took the one here, and we had it this way, it would be a great difference, maybe, to ha uh, to have it so or so. <coughs> but while we, uh, since we already have the hand in here and stop on the the, the waves or what? Yes, the bell. Yes. Then I think it, it it's not a great. But that's also again what I <laughs> I mean I don't know anything about it. Somebody else? Yes. Of that, so I don't know 
But I, between nowadays, between this, this thing of the Mr. Johnson kid and, and I, um, there was nothing specially science together. I think he followed me. And I think that was the only thing. Because he had the music or he had something like a score or a piano part and so on, but you know that's. So he, he, he had to follow me. I think that's the only thing. Somebody else? You can make a record with Solo Time. You can make a record with any Yes, I, I have just started to, to do that. Uh, a record with um, the Hintermit Sonata, where my father is playing, yes. And this uh, last song, Concertino, I should play. I should have played it by heart, but I, I haven't started it up yet. I should have done it because we should play it now uh, in Sweden. Uh, we recorded it, but, but the, I have to wait to after our holiday in August. I'm going to play this uh, on the same record. But that record is not coming out for sale. If you want to to buy 500 exemplars of it, it's just for Sweden. Fun. Spirit time, what was that? <laughs> Besides playing the horn, what do you do? Oh, just nothing. Nothing? No, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> not, nothing, nothing special. No, no. I have just one hobby to keep away from the horn. Just the horn. Only all my head. Yes? Pardon? Reading, the, uh, yes, for the last one I watched, yes. Not for the other book. Yes, uh, for, for Adderberg. I didn't read the Adderberg. I, I have played Adderberg once before, so I should know it. Yes. <laughs> That's bad for my atmosphere, but. <laughs> Stella keep smiling. <laughs> Somebody else? Yes? Could you tell us a little about Stockholm and the orchestra? Well, oh, I can just not tell about the orchestra. Tell them about your father, please, and you know, the family association. Yes, that's a good, uh, that's a good thing to... I think it's more interesting than, than uh, the orchestra. Well, uh, you see, Sweden. Uh, Sweden is a small country. It's about uh, eight million people, and we have one state school for music. It's called the Royal High School of uh, Music, or the Royal Academy of Music. You can choose between the same schools, but. And that makes, there are just one uh, horn teacher in that school, in that school, and uh, uh, that's my father. And since there's only one great music school in Sweden, all, uh, all horn players, all, all musicians at all, um, have to, to go through this school. Uh, that makes, unfortunately, makes some kind of uh, monopoly of, of horn teaching. So, so therefore, he, he he taught all of the of, of the students in in, uh, in Sweden. Uh, he was supposed to be a uh, to be a pianist uh, when he was 
child started to play piano, then he started to play the violin. And uh, well, he played the violin so cool, so his teacher told him to, if he stopped play, uh, to play everything else, he, he would make a deb uh, what to say debut uh, concert or what to call it. Yes, well, but he but he wouldn't, so he stopped playing and he went to the uh, conservatory where he started the piano and organ and he started the counterpoint and conducting and harpsichord the two. And at the same time, he had a diploma in in, uh, in another school for in, in language and in, in mathematics. So he, he always has worked a lot. And, and I can't imagine how, how he has done this in, 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 in simultaneously. But he did. And um, he went on in his school and studied all these things. And then he, he, he didn't play the horn at all. And, but when he was 18, somebody told him that French horn is an extremely difficult instrument. The most difficult instrument in the orchestra. I'm not sure it is, but, but that's what he was told. So he thought, oh, that's my advice. My advice. He went to, to, uh, to study the horn private for, for uh, in Denmark. So, so then, then he got a diploma in, in piano and organ from the conservatory, and he went out from, from um, the conservatory, and he was taking, as soon as he came out, he was taken to uh, as a solo player in Copenhagen in the Tivoli Symphony Orchestra, and uh, he was very glad of that position because that paid his, his uh, studies for, for Robert Casadesu in Paris, where he spent a year of his life. Uh, so he played there the horn, and he played just piano at the same time, and um, he stayed in Denmark, in Denmark until 1946. Then he went to Iceland, where he spent six years of his life. Uh, teaching and, and piano, and uh, also playing the horn in the orchestra. And well, there's nothing special more. He, well, he played with Edward Bush in, in Iceland and the Lotus Circuit, and he was asked to go to just to, to America to, to take a position in, in Edward Bush's chamber, but he couldn't live by that position, so it couldn't be some, something of it. So he sta stayed in, in Iceland, he conducted there a little con and composed a little and so on. But then he went to Gothenburg, Sweden, uh, teaching on the uh, music of school, uh, school of music, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, as a first one player in the orchestra there. And now he's, uh, since 1956, he's uh, horn teacher in the uh, uh, Royal Academy in uh, Stockholm. And he taught all of us, and, and, and well, he came with a quite a New uh, school because in Sweden we've uh, before they played uh, just only the F horn. Uh, well, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what horn you're playing. But they had a quite another style. They have uh, very. It was very diff different. They have had a, a vibrato uh, lying here. If you look at uh, like this, not very nice. And and they put their hand uh, like this. So that that was not very nice. And and. He checked all, all of this, and I think that was right to do. And he has very good pupils, I must say. We could take, in the opera orchestra, there's a man named Bengt Belsager. He was solo on for two years, in, uh, one and a half year in uh, Berlin with uh, under Karin. Um, but he was longing for home, so, so he went back. And Rolf Bengtsson, 
that's uh, my colleague in, in his uh, alternating solar home in the Stockholm Philharmonic, where I am. Uh, he went to Detroit, and often three very hard to call it auditions. Yes, I think so. Yes, uh, he got the, the job there, but he didn't. Take, he was so long for home, so he didn't take the job. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, in the radio orchestra, they have a very fine horn player. I have many conductors. Uh, plays his sound and his way to play. Gunnar Wendberg is called. He's a very modest man and will, will never be known outside Sweden because of that. He's a very, very nice man and very nice home player. So they are really that good home players in, in, in Sweden now. So, well, well, maybe I should tell you about little about our orchestras as you wanted to. Um, we have three orchestras stuck in Stockholm, you know. Sweden, we, our cultural life is not, it, it mustn't be paid by itself, like in America. Uh, we all pay to it. <laughs> That's why we can spend a little more money on it. So in, in Sweden, we have three uh, great orchestras. We have a radio orchestra that's about 97 or 100 members, I don't know. And there's the Stockholm Philharmonic, uh, that's about 93 members. And there's the Opera Orchestra, 125 members. They are only uh, playing opera. So it's a very good situation for in that case. Yes, you, you wanted to say something? All those orchestras are subsidized by the government? Yes, that's right. Well, at least the Radio Orchestra and the uh, uh, Opera Orchestra. Uh, the Philharmonic Orchestra, where I am, uh, I'm not sure it's between the government and the town. Uh, something uh, are paying for this. I don't know nearly who is paying. I'm, I'm and, and there are no other major orchestras in Sweden. Pardon? There are no other major orchestras in Sweden. Uh, yes, there are. Uh, in uh, Gothenburg, that's the second town in Sweden, there's two orchestras. There's the, uh, the symphony orchestra there. That's both symphony orchestra and radio orchestra. We are, well, the Stockholm Philharmonic is only a symphony orchestra. And the radio orchestra are both radio and symphony orchestra. The opera orchestra are just the opera orchestra. Uh, in Gothenburg, there's two orchestras. And the Gothenburg is a town with 400,000 people. There's an, an, uh, an orchestra with about 80 members, a symphony orchestra. And then there is... Um, Small opera orchestra, uh, only uh, just uh, 40, 40 members or something like that. Well, that's Gothenburg and, and, and Malmö, that's the third town. We have one orchestra, they're playing everything. They're playing very hard, they're, they're playing always. And they are uh, not, not as good paid as we are, I can't see any reason for it, but it is so. And they're playing very hard, they play both uh, symphonies and uh, operas, operettes, and Everything, and then we have smaller orchestras in uh, one, two, three, four, five towns more. No, four towns more. We ha have smaller orchestras paid by the go government or the town. Yes. Then we of course have a lot of uh, amateur orchestras <coughs> and so on. That's.
before, before you go. Do remember that a good, a good honker never smoke. That's very important. <laughs> It's working. The first time I saw the microphone working. Yes. Can you hear me? Beautiful. So, it's very soon a good coffee break, so we don't talk too much, I think. But I have the, the, the coffee break. Um, I don't know quite what to start to, to say, because I know theoretically, I know very well how to practice. The problem always comes to me when I have to, to prove it. Uh, <laughs> and for that reason, I want, in the end of this uh, small speech, I want to just to play a tape of my father. Those of you who have been here before can leave because you have heard it. But uh, those of you who haven't been here, maybe would like to hear a man who really can prove his, his own theories. Well, they are not even his own theories, because you've got a sheet of this paper, huh? And uh, if you play the piano, you will see that this is very normal for, for piano players to practice like, like, like this. In, in, in all things they have to do, they practice like that. Uh, but for some reason, it's, it has never been very uh, um, um, common to do for horn players. My English is terrible. I hope you, you understand a little of it at least. I, I took out one passage, uh, which is ex to me extremely difficult. I, in fact, I can't play it. But. <laughs> but you know where it is from, uh, from the Haydn uh, first concerto. That's the one. And I think I sing it so beautiful so I don't have to play it even. Well. This is just one example of, of, uh, uh, of training a difficult passage. And I think it's very good. It seems very complicated when you look at all this and you think it takes a lot of time. And of course, it does take a little time. But when you have worked it out and when you can play it, I think it's, it's worth the job because you will remember it very much better. You will feel much more secure of playing it. Uh, now, uh, in, in, in this uh, uh, particular case, you should have a good top, double tongue, and that's what I don't have, so that's why I, I can't prove it very well. So, but I just want to run this through. It's written down, so actually maybe it's not very necessary, but, but um, after all, I will just run through what, what I mean. Um, I think one very important thing 
when, when, when we start uh, a difficult passage, is to, to play it from behind. Not start from the beginning and play it, play it all through, and of course not. Then you come to some place where you can't play it anymore, and then you start from the beginning again and go on like that, and always stop there. That's not, not very good, of course. But on the whole, I think it's very good to start from behind. I don't know why. I've never figured out why it, it, it works better, but it works better if you, if you start two difficult bars. You start with, with the last fourth, and then two, two last fourths, and, and go on. So in this case, you, first of all, you, you, of course, you, you have to look it through the, 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 the spot. <laughs> You know, just to, to see what, what it's like, huh? And then, I think you should start with the, as I've, I've written down, start with the, with the last bar. Just these two. And now comes the, the, the different rhythms. And you have a rhythm pattern you take from uh, this page. So you start, this is, well, this is uh, uh, written with, with, with groups of four notes. So you start to pick up rhythm number one, which is bam, bam, baba, and try to work with that. And with a metronome, I, I, I believe in a metronome. I really do. My father always says it's our most, what do you say, severe master. That's the metronome. Let's see if it works, this one. Oh, it's marvelous. So you you <laughs> you start, for instance, that slow. And you increase slowly. It's, it's, that's the importance of the metronome is that you you have um, uh, well you have somebody. To, who, who, who makes you increasing slowly because if you try to play slowly by yourself and, and uh, slow by yourself and then a little faster, it, it goes too fast. So this was 80, for instance, on, a, on its, uh, on, on its um, uh, figure. And now, so I go to 84. I mean, in the beginning, it's very easy. So you, you, you can rush very fast. Then you go to... 88, and you go on, and it's good if you can, so you have the fast notes faster than they are supposed to be later, if you understand what I mean. You know, that's because the idea is, is to, to, after a while, be able to play more and more uh, rapid notes together. I think that's absolutely the top you need. You don't need even to... In this case, I, I would go from 80 to 104 or something. I think so. Yes, I think that's, that, that's, that's, that must, must be enough. Well, n when, you, when you can play that, uh, you go to one figure... Before, that's figure four, you can see. 
and try to connect that with the figure number five. Still with a, with a metronome. You start again, you start here, down here. And you increase slowly as one step each time and up to, did we say, 104. And then you try to put them together. Maybe you start a little slow, and then you take all of them. Yes. Hello. <laughs> you know, like, like that, and, and, and to, to, until you feel secure. Then you go, uh, take number three and number four together. And then you go through uh, figure three, through figure six, and so on. This is, it, it, it doesn't take that long time, I think. It takes shorter time than I'm explaining all, all this. Uh, what do we do then? I haven't read this for some days. <laughs> Well, when you are ready with that, you know, then the, you, you, number two, then number one, and then you go uh, all of you through. And now you are, are able to, to play and after that you go to, to read number two. That's and you start exactly like the same, slow, with the figure five and figure six, for instance. Or you could also uh, start with just figure, figure six, but I think you could easily start with figure five and six. Uh, and slowly increasing with the metronome. And after a while you can play from the beginning. Then you go to the rhythm of three, which is I think it's a good one. It's not that important because you can connect this, this. Like you will see later, we, we try to, to um, use group one and two and two and one together. That's, um, but uh, try to do this read two number three. That's, that's a good one, though. Then I have a read which is called uh, number six, that, no, number, no, it's not called that, it's called nothing, number one of this, well, stupid, I should have done that better. Well, but it, it's, anyway, it's one and two together, bam, 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 and bam, 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 bam. And again, you start down at, let's say you start at, at 80. It's figure five and six, huh? Because now you have four groups of notes together, which make it more complicated, but still you don't have to rush fast through all of it. And you increase up till, did we say, 104? 
so on. And uh, you do the same, the next uh, figure four and five. So on, and, and then you can uh, take them together. Is that right? No, it's not right. Because you have to, <laughs> in this case, you have to, to, um, to start figure four. Yes, that's true. Uh, because you have to have four, four fast notes together, and figure three should should be the group no, from group number one. Bam, bam, bada, and number, figure number four should be uh, from group number two. Bada, bam, bam. Like, like that. And, of course, a little better. My, I said my, 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 my technique is not very good. But I was taught this <laughs> theoretically, theoretically from my father, so, so I suppose it's good. And he can prove it. <laughs> well, <laughs> and uh, after a while, you, you play the, the, the entire passage. Like that. Now, uh, you change to, well, if you see, of this uh, group, 6 eighth uh, group, bam, bam, bada, bada, bam, bam, I have put number one, no, number four. You know, I, I, I was clever, I, I just had a bad copy. It was number four, I called this lit number four, yes, which it should be. And then I put in four A and four B, which is just um, a change of, of the same read. You can see I, I've, cha I've changed the, the 16th. So instead of bam bam para para bam bam, we have 4A para para bam 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 para para bam 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 para para bam 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 bam. And they are also written in 3 fourths because it is, that makes it more dif difficult. Um, instead of taka taka tan 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 tan, taka taka tan 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 tan, it's more complicated to you know, there's two different ways to, to work it out. This is not very important. It's just if you want more some training of, of your brain, just to, to, make, to, to make it uh, a little more complicated if you want to do. They are not very important for A and for B. But what is important to increase our, our speed is number five. That is two and one. So instead of pam pam para and para pam pam, we just turn them around. Para pam pam, pam pam para. And then again, you start from from be behind. Figure five and six. So on, yeah. Uh, and then you go um, four, five, and six. But remember to to uh, start for bam bam para and not para bam bam, of course, because that's it should be uh, from group number one taken the figure four. 
And then you take figure three, four, five, six, and, and at that time it will sound something like this. Uh, I don't know how fast I am up now, but we set Honda four, did we? You are still just uh, four notes together. It, it, this is the way. Uh, um, I hope you understand the idea of it. Just the way to to slowly increase more, more and more, uh, have more and more rapid notes together. Uh, and at last, you done. Uh, I don't have to, to play that, all of this. Uh, then it's good. Honestly, I haven't practiced. I haven't practiced this myself. What I'm going to talk about now. Um, this number. Well, we thought of, we, we talked about rhythm number five. That's the same thing. I have first the ground rhythm, rhythm two and one. And I beg your pardon, the rhythm, rhythm is spelled wrong all the time. That's, uh, that's my fault. So, uh, I, I put number five is para pam 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 para. We said that, huh? And then five A, pam para para pam 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 para para pam pam pam. Like a symphony from uh, of Beethoven. No, it's not Beethoven, it's Mendelssohn, but it's the same time, nearly. No, it's not even the same time, but it's something else. Oh, okay, and uh, 5B, 5B is pam 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 tagadam tan 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 tagadam or tan 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 tagadam tan 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 tagadam. You know, that's just uh, if you think it's funny to try different, uh, if you get tired of, of practice in, in, in this way, it's good. Be nice to try to to uh, uh, to practice the rhythms against the normal uh, the normal way they should be be be, be done together. Well, I, my English is so bad I can't I can't. Uh, well, it's it's a good excuse for me very often. It's really good. If I don't know what I'm telling, I just say my my language is poor. So. But after that, uh, read number six, yes, that's, that's the beginning of a try to put six step notes together. And we start slowly with, with three. Dun, 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 and take the reverse, of course. And we put uh, number six, read number six and seven together. That means pam para pam and para pa pam. Dun tagara tagara dun dun tagara dun dun tagara dun tagara dun tagara tagara dun dun tagara tagara dun dun tagara tagara dun dun. And number seven and six together. That's the reverse. Tagara dun dun tagara tagara dun dun tagara tagara dun dun tagara dun. And all this you you go again slowly from eighty. I always do that myself. If I go very slow from a very slow tempo, which I really know I can play it in, and then I increase quite fast till I comes to to uh, 
uh, a tempo which I don't feel secure. Maybe I can play it, but I don't feel secure of it. Then I play it over and over again until I feel secure. If I then go to the next tempo and I, for some reason I can't play it, I, I always go two steps back and go slowly um, forward again. I don't know. That's you know, there's not many ideas about how to to do do these things, but that's just what I do. Uh, actually, I think that's that's all of it. Uh, I brought some other ex examples down in the end. Uh, this um, in in Brown's uh, horn view. Uh, sometimes it could be very difficult to finger it. It depends also on the tempo. Sometimes you have a slow tempo, then it's not that difficult, but sometimes you have a virtuoso on the piano on the violin, they want to, to show all the kind of what technique, and then you have to try to follow them. So it could be a little com com complicated. Uh, and you could use the same pattern of this to play, play this, but then you have, must have some kind of a connecting link to to because this this figure is too short. They are they are they are too short to to work with over and over again. So as you see, I put um, one note. The next last note is is not in the in the in the music. It's just a a collecting some kind of of, of a connecting link. To make them together to work them. And so on. And the same is with this part from, for instance, from, from Strauss' first concerto. And so on. Um, just to have a, a, a way to. to, to to be able to play them over or again, I have found this connecting link. It's a very, very long connecting. It must too long, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's healthy to 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 uh, to uh, practice a scale down, down too, for for some other reasons. So so that out of it will come. So that's the whole idea. Some bad fellow back told me that I have to prove that I, I can play this myself after tracking something like this, so I have to do a try. I'm not very happy about it because I, I actually can't do it. Because my double tongue is just not very much to talk about. And they asked me if I have heard Barry Tuckworth's record of it. Oh, yes, I said. This. <laughs> I don't like that tempo, it's too fast, it's unmusical. <laughs> well, I can't play his tempo, but I have to, I have to try to, to, to make a list. No, that must be fast, I think. Barry, did you bring a horn? <laughs> Where is he? He's sitting down. <laughs> oh, 
You, you can hear. Well, it's the, the, the tempo is there, but. Um, I can I don't have that lightness on on, on uh, double tongue so so like like better. Uh, I don't know if we have time. I should like to listen at least just to the last movement of Seng Songs. I'm sorry, I, I said first and, and, and but unfortunately I, I think we can't do it. We must have coffee. Yes. You know, um, my father made this uh sort of concert uh, what no what is it called? Concertstück in German. Um, by Seng Sachs in Iceland in 1949 as a living performance and uh, a living broadcasting, not with, with public, but it was not taped and so sort of things. And um, that's the only thing there are from my, my father's playing from earlier days when he really was in shape and so on. And that's why I should like to play it for you because he, he made all of this actually. So, and he, he has proved that he, he can. He can play it. I would have liked to, to play the first movement too because it's, for some reason, it's, it's, it's very nice. Uh, it uh, shows his musicality and so on. The last movement actually just shows his technique and nothing else. And remember, this is a tape from Iceland, 1949, so the, the, the it's not stereo. And it's not even Breitklang, it's nothing. It's just uh, quite, quite plain, uh, technically. Okay. No? I have to talk more. Beautiful weather today. <laughs> so nice. I saw the sun. I saw the sun actually today. Yes. Yeah, uh, where did I see the sun? <laughs> did I find anything up there? Okay. Go so take my tempo. <laughs> <laughs>
Walter Law 